Matthew chapter 28 is where we're going to take the story of the resurrection today as we celebrate Easter. The greatest thing ever found on Easter wasn't Easter eggs, amen? It was an empty tomb. So we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, not Easter Sunday. You can search out what Easter means. I'm not worried about that today. I am excited about the fact that there is an empty tomb to celebrate this morning. Amen. So this is our day of celebration. This is our day to thank the Lord, to lift our hands and praise him and exalt him because no one could go through what he went through. No one could walk through the grave. Amen. And because he walked through it, we can walk through it as well. Reese did a great job sharing that point this morning, and I want to just continue on that vein that he is not here, he is risen, just as he said, amen. Look at the word of God in chapter 28, verse 1. It says, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day, everybody say dawn, it was the dawn of a new day. As it began to dawn the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Most of, most of us would have ran at that point. There's an earthquake. There's an angel. We got a lot going on in this passage of Scripture. Everybody's, everybody gets afraid. And it came, the Lord descended, so the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Amen. So he, he not only rolled it away, he sat down and said, I'm just going to. I'm just going to hang out here for a while. And his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear, everybody say fear. That's always the first response when you encounter something spiritual. Of him, the keeper, of him, the keepers did shake and become as dead men. So the, the guards became as dead men that were guarding the tomb. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, fear not, fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, in the greatest words ever written in page, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where they lay, where the Lord lay. I'm just so grateful that he not only said he's risen, and he's not only said his word was what caused it to happen, but he also said, come and look. Come and see for yourself. I want you to know that we celebrate the cross we celebrate his death, we celebrate his burial, and we celebrate his resurrection here. And we talk a lot about the cross in church, but just as much as that cross is ours that he took for us on that, on that fateful day, that tomb is ours as well, amen? So I wanna celebrate today and just talk to you for a little while about remembering resurrection, remembering resurrection. We have resurrection power inside us when we have the Holy Ghost, Amen. Sometimes we forget that because of all that life puts us through, but we need to remind ourselves, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this day. We ask you to minister to anyone online watching, minister to all those that are here. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Everybody said amen, and you may be seated on this Easter Sunday. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And that power that raised Christ from the dead lives within us if we have the Holy Spirit. How many have been filled with the Holy Ghost in this place? You know God's filled you with the Holy Ghost, amen? The Holy Ghost was poured out in the upper room, but we celebrate all of the different moments and the different parts of the story. I can't tell you how much it, it, it helps my heart to know that he died for me, amen? 
that I, I, that was my cross. I should have been carrying it up that hill. But Scripture tells me that he bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die uh, to sins and live for righteousness. Amen? By his wounds, we have been healed, Scripture tells us. And so we know that his wounds, the scourging, the way, the way that they whipped him before they took him to the cross, the Scripture tells us that by those stripes or those whipping, that whipping post that he went to, we are healed. It's a past tense as well. It, always, it says by his stripes, we were healed. It was done at that moment. In other words, he's saying he took wounds that our wounds could be healed. He took stripes so that we could be whole. Amen. So that is something that I celebrate. I celebrate the fact that he was willing to be beaten when it was my beating that took place. It should have been me there, amen? Mark 10, 34 says, they, they will mock him, spit on him, flog him with a whip and kill him, but after three days, he will rise again, amen? He's gonna go into the tomb. Jesus isn't comfortable in grave clothes, but three days, amen? And he's gonna come out victorious. He's gonna come out having conquered death, hell, and the grave. We know the story, amen? We celebrate it, and he is a God who forgives our sins, amen? Because of that, he is able to forgive us our sins because of what he did for us, and I'm thankful that I know that I can repent of my sins. I didn't have an option. I didn't have a way out. I didn't, fame doesn't get you a, a repentance at the cross. Fame doesn't help you in any way. Your money cannot help you to get through and out of the sin that you have been in. Nobody has to explain repentance to me. Nobody has to tell me what it's like to be lost in sin and have the need of repentance and someone get up and say, you need to repent of your sins. I know what to do when I need to repent. I need to turn from the place where I was at. I need to do a 180, the word actually means and turn away from what I was doing and, and turn toward the Lord, amen? And I thank God that I have the ability to do that by his spirit, amen? His spirit gives me the ability. He draws me back to him, and I'm thankful for that because I, I know that through his death that he came and gave me value and gave you value, amen? He gave you worth today because he died for you on the cross, and whenever I say, Lord, forgive me, he shows up with that shed blood and covers it again, and that's what I need to hear because I would have died in my trespasses and sin, as the scripture tells us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Whether we would take advantage of today or not, whether we would come for Easter service and celebrate this moment or not, he would have died for you even if you didn't take advantage of anything he did for you. That's how much he loved you. While you were unclean, while you weren't, will, weren't able and weren't worthy, he showed up and said, but you are worthy. You are someone I love. I will go to the cross. I will die for you because even if you are the worst sinner on planet, planet earth he still found you worthy of his life and he gave his life for you i celebrate that because i know that is where worth is truly found when someone gives their life for another no greater friend the scripture even says than one who would lay down his life for a friend and it reminds me of a story of a young man who grew up with his best friend in in high school and they got drafted into the war and they were in a very bad war zone situation and it was a kill box area that they were between the enemy and themselves and there was there was foxholes and his friend was 
was mortally wounded, laying on the battlefield, and he heard him cry out. And he's like, Captain, I've got to go. I've got to go get him. And he's like, you, you can't go out there. That's no man's land. You will not make it back. There is no way you can survive going to get your friend. He's, he's going to pass away. He's mortally wounded. You're not going to save him. You're just going to lose your own life. And he said, but I've got to go. And he ran out of the foxhole and went after his friend. And when he got to his friend, he, he scooped him up, threw him on his back, and began to make his way back to the safety of their side. And bullets were flying, and things were happening, and, and shells and mortars were going off. And he made it to the other end, and he, he fell into the foxhole with his friend, and his friend laid there no longer with life in his body. And he laid there mortally wounded. And the captain said, I told you not to go. I told you this would happen. You would not only not save your friend, because now, look, he is no longer alive, but now you are mortally wounded and cannot fight. You will have to go and be cared for, because if not, you will lose your own life. And he said, it was worth it. He said, no, it wasn't. The captain said, no, it was not worth it. He said, yes, it was, because when I got to my friend, he said, I knew you would come for me. His last memory on planet Earth was that I was worthy of someone coming for me, and I have emotion today to tell you, I thank God I can repent of my sins because he came for me when I wasn't worthy. He came for me. And if it was the last thing I remember on this earth before going to heaven, I can rise and tell myself as I take my last breath, whether on a deathbed when I'm an old man or young or in an accident or wherever I end up taking my last breath, I can say I'm going to heaven because I know Jesus came for me. I'm going there because he came here. Somebody can celebrate that with me. Amen and hallelujah to the Lord. Highest praise to you, Jesus. Thank God he did not stay down. Thank God he didn't just come and die, but he got up. There's more proof that Jesus lived and died than there are of some Caesars that lived and died in history books, and I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that I know that God is a God who lives, amen? He is the living God. He is not the God of the dead, Therefore, we must not stay in our sin and trespasses. We must not say, stay dead in our sin and trespasses because he is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. How do we get alive? We follow him through his process, amen? We follow him through salvation. If you're gonna be a follower of Christ Jesus, do exactly that. Follow him through repentance. He died on the cross. You must die out to your old life and put away who you used to be because Jesus changes everything. If you're gonna follow him, follow him into that tomb through baptism. We are buried with Christ in baptism, amen? And for the remission of sins, Acts 2.38 tells us, it, it wipes sin in a way. We are forgiven, but there is a stain on the record of heaven, and when we go down in the name of Jesus, he covers it with his blood, and there's no longer need for a debt to be paid, but he paid it all on Calvary. So when you walk through that debt, don't stay there. Walk right into his tomb with him and burial in Jesus' name, and put his name on your life, and seal your life as a, as a person of uh, who walks with God, and then don't stay in the tomb, but come out being filled with the Holy Ghost. We know in Acts 2.38 they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they all spake with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance in the upper room and the new church was born on the earth. Amen. They came out of the tomb with Jesus Christ and I just come to preach for a few moments that we were buried with him. Yes, we die in repentance just like him 
but we need to be coming out of the tomb because if we are only celebrating his death and his cross and his burial, then we are not truly people of resurrection. We need to have the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen? We need to be empty tomb living people. Hallelujah, somebody. So I'm thankful that I can follow him. I follow Christ through repentance. When I mess up, I say, I'm sorry. I follow, I'm following Jesus. I don't want anything to get between me and him because I want to follow him because he has the best life for you. You can't plan a better life. You can't make a better life. You can't sit in the, in the highest places in this life and, and, and be satisfied if you don't have Jesus in your life. In fact, the Bible tells us, my friends, that, that he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, what he's saying is he's not going to give you everything you want, but he'll put the desire for the things you should want in your heart. That's what the scripture is literally saying. And the reason why you're so discontent and have good stuff in your life, the reason why you're discontent in some of the best relationships, the reason why you could be discontent with some of the with money in the bank if you have it, or with, with finances, or Bitcoin, or, or stocks and bonds, or mutual funds, you can have all this stuff. You can be in the highest office in the biggest bank downtown, and you could still be discontent satisfied because satisfaction does not come through what you have and who you are and who your name is and who knows you. Satisfaction comes from the spirit of almighty God, from that empty tomb, from the place where he comes into your life and he makes you satisfied. You can have the best stuff and be unsatisfied and you can have next to nothing and be totally satisfied in life. You can be happy, content in the Holy Ghost, an empty tomb living. You can have a Volkswagen van that barely starts, and everybody calls it the hoopty. I don't know. Have a gas oven and live in that van on the, night, on the coast and be happy, or you can have the best of everything. Big house, long car, doesn't matter. Satisfaction comes not through flesh. Flesh is never satisfied. But when we bury our, when we repent, when we die out to flesh, to ourselves, we open up ourselves to be filled with that Holy Spirit. And God will come and he'll fill you. He'll give you a heavenly language. And when he does, he says, I'm taking charge of your spirit. His spirit takes charge of your spirit. And he says, I will make you happy. I will make you satisfied. There's not always going to be happy moments living for God. But you can be joyous in unhappy moments. Amen. Happiness, you have the right to pursue it. That is the country we live in. The freedom that we're happy to share with each other is that we are happy to pursue happiness. But happiness doesn't always come. But there is a joy of the Holy Ghost that can be down inside of you if you live from an empty tomb. Amen? I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for his death, but I'm even more thankful for empty tombs. Amen? He's the only one that got up and walked out. Spirit living is the best kind of living. Empty tomb living is the best kind of living. Number one, why? Because the Spirit reminds us again and again who we are. John 14 lets us know that you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I remind you again today who you're talking to when you whisper a prayer. I remind you who you're talking to, the God of all grace, when you whisper a moment of desperation. He's the God who death bows to. Amen? He's the God who got up out of the grave and no sin, no struggle, no circumstance is too big for him to handle. I'm grateful that God walks with me and that God is in me. Amen? Amen? The Spirit makes us content, number two. 
And I've already hit that when the Spirit tells us what is not for sale. I drive by this, this pontoon boat that's sitting on the edge of the road every time I go to work up 164. And this pontoon boat looks like it's for sale. It's out by the road. And finally, the owner got so tired of answering his doorbell to find out if the boat was for sale that he put a sign on the boat, not the letter for sale, literally on the boat, just so people would stop bugging him because it looks like it's for sale. There are some environments and some places I will not go as a Christian because it tells the spiritual world that some things in my life may be for sale. I don't want to have to put up a sign that says, not for sale. I want to be led by the Spirit and know that the Spirit helps me to say what is not for sale in my life. There are truths that are not for sale. There's a walk with God that's not for sale. My family is not for sale. I will not give out to the highest bidder for the church the truth. I will buy the truth and sell it not as the scripture says. The Holy Spirit gives you strength to say no, no, sorry. I don't care what you're offering. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to stay in truth. The Spirit gives you keeping power, the power to keep your word, the power to keep what you have gotten hold of in God. The Holy Spirit brings direction and guidance Thank God for empty tomb living, amen? Thank God that Jesus changed everything. Thank God that there's glory to his name from my life and your life because of what he did for our lives. We couldn't give him glory. Can you imagine giving God glory? How does that even work? God is the God of all glory. How do you give God more glory who has all glory? You do it by giving your life to him and living a life that glorifies him. That way everything in my life says, to God be praised. To the name of Jesus be praised because he saved me, he redeemed me, he came for me. He washed me in his blood and I'm thankful for it. Thank God he was born of a womb so he could die for all men. But thank God he walked out of a tomb so he could get us to heaven, amen? You're born once from the womb. You're born eternally through the tomb. Amen. I'm thankful that God set me free. We step through death with Jesus. Just because he did, we can. We step out of the tomb with Jesus because he did. Yes, that was my cross. Amen. Yes, that's my empty tomb. Have you ever heard of the art of Kinzugi? It's hard to say. It's Japanese, brother. You'd love this. He's in martial arts and Japanese is, 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 is the masters of kintsugi. It is the repairing of broken pottery. It's the art of repairing broken pottery with gold and lacquer, silver, and other platinum or special metals to recover a platinum piece that's been broken. They'll use it and they'll, they'll recover the piece or they'll make the piece new. And it, when it's remade into something that holds water again or holds liquid, it's even more beautiful than it was before it broke. Many times we feel that we are broken. Anybody ever feel like you're broken? Anybody want to be honest? Ever feel like you had broken moments in life? Jesus wants to repair that today. He wants to heal your heart today. He wants to set you free from that today because he made you. and The one who made you can't stand to see you broken. The story of the man who was driving a Model T, it was a specialty car, he had kept it, and it broke down on the side of the road, and this is a story that's a ways back, but 
a limousine pulled up and a businessman got out and he's like, what's wrong with the car? He said, well, it just, it won't seem to start. I, I, I don't have the mechanical skills to make it go, but it just won't start. And the man said, I tell you what, it's hot out here. Why don't you get into the limousine, sit down, there's a water bottle in there, and take a break. And he took off his jacket and put it in the limousine, and the gentleman that owned the Model T got into the limousine and, and relaxed while he began to look under the hood and work on the vehicle. About 15, 20 minutes later, the man came back to the limousine door and knocked on it and said, it runs, it's running, it's, it's working great. He's like, wow, that's amazing. How did you know what to do? He goes, well, you know, I work on cars. And um, he said, well, what, what do I owe you for helping me? with my broken down situation. And he said, you don't owe me anything. He goes, well, well, can you even just tell me your name? He said, yeah, I'd be happy to. My, my name is Henry Ford, and I made that car. And I can't stand to see something I made broken down. True story. And the same is true with Jesus Christ. He came to earth because he couldn't handle seeing us broken down. Oh, oh, how precious a Savior we have that he would come and die for us, that our story would bring him glory. Amen? He couldn't leave us broken. He made us, he restored us, and he saved us. Amen? Watch this video with me as we celebrate Easter. And after that, we'll give you a moment to worship, and the band is going to come and sing a song. But we're going to open the altar as we talk about how he turned our graves into a garden. Amen. Would you celebrate the Lord with me one more time? Would you lift your hands and just thank him? Lord, we thank you. We want to live our lives from a hope and an empty tomb, not what this world gives, but what you give. The world can't take it away if you give it, Jesus. Fill somebody with your spirit. Help somebody to have the courage to follow you through repentance and on through baptism and out an empty tomb, Jesus. Thank you for saving us. We pray in Jesus' name.
tired of the darkness in your life this altar is open would you receive what God has given us today would you come and show your reception of what he is doing in your life would you come and say thank you Jesus for the blood that washes away my sin would you come and say Lord I repent I repent of the things that have separated me from you would you come today this altar is open would you come and just say Lord I give you my life again I give you my life maybe for the first time I give you my life I need you in my life Jesus I need your blood applied to me I need to be baptized in the name of Jesus I need your spirit inside of me I need that resurrection power remember the resurrection power is available for us he has made it that way if we follow Christ 
If we follow Christ, like Pastor said, if we follow him through repentance, if we follow him through baptism in Jesus' name, if we follow him through the resurrection, we will have eternal life. It's for you today. If you would receive it, it's for you today. This isn't a special song for you to just listen to. Commune with God today. Share time with him. Receive what he has for you today. At least close your eyes and open, open your heart to what he would speak to you. Raise your hands to him and surrender. Jesus, Jesus, I need you. I'm tired of darkness. I need light in my life. I'm tired of the darkness of sin. I repent of my sin. Jesus, I need you to wash away my sin. I need to have resurrecting power in my life. Yes, Jesus, we celebrate that resurrection power. We're thankful for the blood applied. We're thankful that we can stand before you one day and you won't see our sin, but you will see the blood that washes us clean. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I search the world.
Jesus. If you have a special need today and you want us to pray for your need, would you come down here and Pastor is going to pray over you. If you wanted to come and bring that need before us, we will pray that God will meet you, that he will answer your need, that he will perform a miracle in your life. He's a miracle worker. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory.
If you're wanting to stay and pray, you're welcome to. We're going to go move on to our next function. We have the egg hunt for the kids. So I just want to give a little bit of instruction before you go out. Um, 